0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Critics. Uh today is a two man session between myself and Obi. How are you, Obes? I am very good. How are you? I'm in a real weird state now where like I've got a
1: cough and I'm pretty sure it's not COVID. But in my back of my mind I'm like, mm, maybe it is COVID. But then in the <laughs> back of my mind I'm also like, mm, do I even care anymore? And then in the back of my mind I'm like, mm, no, I don't. So yeah. That's why that's why I'm out of
0: it. Alright, it's a it's a very difficult choice um i mean if you've got to pay to test then you know yeah it's a bit peak. yeah yeah just as long as you're sensible you can work from home or something then Mm. you know then you won't be spreading the journeys but uh how are you sorry? i'm all right yeah no uh no covid i'm aware of touchwood so good um There's quite a lot of film news. I think it will probably dominate more than the content. Um, Although there was a pretty revelatory Moonlight episode that came out yesterday as we record. So let's start with the film news. Uh, There's a thing going on at the moment called CinemaCon. I wasn't aware of it before this year. I don't know if you were, but um, there's the major studios have all had their little days so we've had Sony we've had Disney uh, Warner Brothers um, I'm not sure who else I left. think Universal I think oh yeah they're still a thing aren't they Yeah. Um, Furious mate oh yeah well I mean Justin Lin has left as director of Fast 10 yes I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be honest with you I mean he's done half of them hasn't he yeah. so he's done alright Although, have you seen the video that's going around on social media of Vin Diesel, like, selfieing with Justin Lin in the background? being like, oh, it's the first day done, and Justin Lin literally looks like he's held hostage. That's jokes. He's literally standing there like, oh yeah, it was good, Vin. And he was like, oh, but it's going to be sick, isn't it? And Justin's like, (laughs) I think it's going to be the best year. He just looks so uncomfortable. Sorry, go on, go ahead. I was going to say, in a couple of days later, he's left.
1: Yeah. Apparently, it's because of um, creative differences, apparently. But apparently, he's still going to be a producer
0: as well. So. But how can you have creative differences when you've directed half the franchise and you took them to space? Yeah. Like, like, what think, creative differences yeah. are you having? <laughs> I
1: reckon. I reckon he probably wants because I think they said the studio said they're doing the number two films. I reckon he probably wants to end it at number ten. I reckon it's something to do with that. I reckon his story probably is probably wrapping up or probably would wrap up the story now because tens a good way tens a good number to end that if you obviously if you're going to go this long. But I reckon the studio are like, no, nah, we don't want to do go in that direction. We want to do, we want to continue it to do blah 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 And he's probably like, nah, I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, ten is a nice round number. Mm. Um, but then fun. I was
1: thinking about this the other day, right? Like obviously the whole point of Fast and Furious is like it's like a kind of like an open joke how like ridiculous it is, and you know they do things that basically aren't possible. Blah blah blah. Um, in number nine, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, they they end up going to space, like you just said. Um, that should have been your f- final thing. Should have been going to space because you can't really get bigger than that, I don't think, unless you end up like, oh, we're going to go to Mars or something. But then that if that's just you know that's just it's not really fast and furious anymore. Then it becomes like sci-fi. So like I'm trying to figure yeah. like, out how do you to finish to finish this series? How do you what do you what's the what's your
0: big spectacle to finish this series? Do they do a Back to the Future? I was genuinely thinking that. They drive oh, so fast, they go back in time. I was, it's
1: ridiculous that I was genuinely thinking that <laughs> as an
0: actual possibility that
1: maybe they they, maybe they time travel. This is about cars. <laughs> it started off about cars and boosting DVD players. And now I'm talking about the possibility of time travel.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Although Brie Larson has joined the cast. Yep.
1: Um, Presume,
0: I mean, people are presuming it's some family relation to Paul Walker as- because they're both blonde. I wouldn't be surprised. Be I miss um, Paul Walker, man. Not, not that he was a
1: great actor, no offense to you, R. I. P. But I just miss him in the in the franchise, you know, as overall.
0: Yeah, it, I wouldn't put it past them to do some awful, um, de- not de aging, but you know, like like they did with uh, Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't yeah you know, I wouldn't put past digitally him, yeah. recreate his face. Mm. Which they kind of did for the a few shots in Was it number 7 Number 7 yeah him? they did
1: and it it cuz I only watched number 7 for the first time a few months ago yeah. b- before Fast Nine came out and I feel like it was quite noticeable like the scenes that most of the scenes that he he was in like it just felt like they just had it felt like they had to film around what they had which is obviously what they had to do but it didn't feel natural like I felt like a lot of it and a lot of it you, like, you don't see his face see his back obviously because I think his brother stood in for him for some of the for some of the scenes um, and it just felt really really off so I would hope that they don't do that again but I don't know why we're going off the tangent about Three Furious but just thinking about it like the um, they should have ended it at number 7 to be honest with you when like they all drove off into the sunset
0: that would have been a good way to yeah that, that would have been a pretty perfect ending um that the last couple have not been good, no. uh, you, you know. <coughs> so, is there anything else from Universal? Do they own Jurassic Park? Um, I think yeah. I think that was. I think yeah. No, they released. A, they released another a trailer for
1: Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, not that oh. I've watched.
0: Have you seen any more than just the original since last week?
1: Um I'm halfway through the Lost World, which is the sequel. To Jurassic Park it is nowhere near as good <laughs> as, the, as Jurassic Park unfortunately no, no. Um, yeah not enjoying it as much as the first one but it's not it's not terrible it's not good either it
0: peaked with that one the, mm. the, with number one but hey mm. I didn't um, know Vince Vaughn was in it either I was quite surprised to see who to see sorry Vince Vaughn god I just didn't remember that <laughs> it's, it's, you see some of these like really early roles from, from people and you think yeah I know you. Uh,
1: yeah. it's kind
0: of that, that, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's sitting on the sofa and he's like pointing at the screen. us. Like, yeah. oh. Um, I just pointed, not that you can see it, but, uh, hey ho. Right. So that's universal basically covered. I mean, unless they're going to come out with another, you know, dark universe failure, uh, I don't see that happening. So we've had Sony. I think they were first. Yeah. They officially announced Venom 3. Oh. I don't think there is any other details other than that. Although Tom Hardy is ex- presumably returning, and I think Andy Circus is rumored to return, <sighs> it was inevitable, wasn't it? We really. need to
1: stop rewarding bad behaviour.
0: I mean, we're enabling it though, because we still we go really to
1: are. It. I need to you know what, Yeah, I need to make a stand. Yeah, okay, Glenn, call me out if I do. But on this, I will say this: the twenty eighth of April, twenty twenty two, is five forty nine PM. I will not <laughs> go to see Venom Free. I'm making a stand here. i will not going to see Venom Free. I'm not, put, I'm not, I, whether this podcast is still going by that time, I hope it is, but it might not be. But if it, regardless, I will not put money in there, but it's only his pocket for Venom Free. I'm not doing it. The other ones, <laughs> these other bullshit films that they're bringing out, like the Morbiuses and the whatever else, and the, um, Craven Hunter and that, I will go and see because they are new properties. Venom, I know is trash. I know it's trash. I'm not going to, I will not watch a third one. I'm putting my foot down.
0: All right. Fair enough. So, um, what about El Muerto? Is that is? Are you going to see that? What I mean, song was this again? It was based on. What, was it based on again? So there's a character who, and this is only going by the Twitter sphere and people more knowledgeable of comics than I. El Muerto is a character of Latin origin who has appeared in a grand total of two comics, right. supposedly, and Sony have given him a spin-off. To be played by the uh reggaeton hip hop artist Bad Bunny. What was that. He's you'll probably know some of the songs. Bad but... Bunny. I
1: don't think I've ever heard of
0: him. Is it him? It is a him,
1: yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of him. But okay. Um yeah, this one I I saw this this one as well. I thought this was a bit uh I don't really to be honest, um I'll say it's good because obviously it's a it's a Latin character, right? Yes. So good for, obviously, yeah, good for representation and stuff, but to hear you say just now it's someone who's only appeared in two comics out of, you know, the hundreds of thousands that they've probably released is a bit strange, and I'm sure there's another character of Latin descent that they could have, uh, made a film about. Um, so yeah, it's a bit weird in that sense,
0: but, you know, happy for the, you know, representation purposes, I guess. I mean, on that point, right, is there not, um, a really, well-known character in the Spider-Man lore who Mm. has yet to have a live-action film that would be great for a section of representation in Miles Morales. That's true. Um, I know know they're doing, you know, across the Spider-Verse and beyond the Spider-Verse, which is what the second part of that is now called. Mm. But you think, come on, make him live-action. Or is it a case that maybe Marvel owned that right? I was going to say, I think... I think Kevin Kevin Feige, MCU, have said, uh, yeah, leave this, leave this one, we're gonna do this one, kind of thing. Okay, so so you think Childish Gambino's got a chance of reprising his role? Well, potentially, well, he's, yeah, he's the uncle, isn't he? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked him in Spider Man Homecoming, I thought he was funny. They're the, like the two lines he had.
0: So, we don't know anything about El Muerto, but, uh, you know, what, about, you know, what does that mean in Spanish in English the dead. Uh, no idea i je ne comprends pas I don't know I don't know what that means that was French but hey ho <laughs> it means I don't it means I don't understand <laughs> oh okay well
1: I don't uh, it means the, the dead
0: the dead yeah. okay
1: fair enough um, fair yeah. enough sure um, how do you feel about um, Into the Spider-Verse getting
0: uh, being delayed next year it's a weird one because i mean warner brothers have just pushed back shazam again Mm. i I don't really know why these films are still being delayed there's not as far as i'm aware there's there's no kind of covid protocols delaying them so the only thing i can think of with beyond the spider-verse and across the spider-verse is that the animation isn't ready but Mm. why why do studios keep you know, releasing these release dates to then just push them back. I mm. guess they've got to secure them, but would you not secure it privately and then, you know, like dibs that date and then if you can't reach it, then you can push it back. But without this constant, you know, Sony did it with Morbius mm. numerous times. Uh Fox, when they still were their own entity, did it with New Well, actually, they didn't do it with, with uh, New Mutants, did they? Because I think Disney ended up releasing it, but... Yeah, it's just kind of... You get a release date now, and you think, well, that's not going to be fixed, is it? So, yeah. no point getting too excited. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I can only imagine it's something to do with the animation, but... Mm. Yeah, uh, that the animation for Into the Spider-Verse was... I don't know if groundbreaking is correct, but it was pretty impressive, so... They've got to at least match that. Something Sony's doing right, anyway. I was going to say, I think if... Um... When this sequel
1: does come out eventually I think it's gonna do big, big numbers. I, think I don't the, I don't so think
0: not. Into the Spider Verse did.
1: No, um, I was I was saying that I was thinking that, but because um, they only did I think I say only for an animated film. They did three hundred and seventy five million, which is pretty good for an animated film, but in the grand scheme of things it's not all that. But I think this film got so much like praise after the fact and I think word of mouth will carry the sequel to kind
0: of like do really, really well, I reckon. I hope so, because something like that making less than half of what Venom made tall cool. is a bit insulting. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not as if animations don't make money. I think Toy Story 4 made over a billion. Yeah. Um, you know, Finding Dory raked it in, so maybe they just need to put a Pixar banner on it. Probably. You Was there anything else from Sony's bit that is worth noting? Um
1: worth <laughs> sorry, worth noting probably not, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. But um there was a couple of stills of Craven the Hunter. Um Oh really? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's just Aaron t- Aaron Taylor Johnson like running from something <laughs> 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 and then standing and then walking next to a tree. Um Ooh. yeah, it's nothing nothing
0: too serious. I think that film's gonna be crap as well, probably, but you know. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for that. The next one do you want to talk about Disney or do you want to talk about Warner Brothers
1: first? Um, let's do Warner
0: Brothers first. Okay. So they showed footage from The Flash, I believe. Yep. Which included Michael Keaton saying, let's get nuts or something. Um, yeah, let's get crazy or something. Or, let's, yeah. yeah. get nuts, let's get nuts or something
1: like that, yeah. So they're still releasing it. They are. Um I really, really, I think we talked about this last week. I really don't know what's going to happen with um, the, the whole Ezra Miller of it, Ezra Miller of it all, because um, he just like seems to be in a lot of, you know, trouble right now. Um, and yeah, they pushed this film back already. We, I don't know if they pushed this film back because um, of what's happening with Ezra Miller, or if it was because of all the stuff with Discovery buying them or for some other reason, some sort of creative reason, like reshooting and stuff. But the film's coming out, which is good. Um, is it going to be good? only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I like The Flash personally. And, you know, time travel, Michael Keaton's going to be in it. General Zod's going to be in it. Um, yeah. That, was that a surprise to you? A little bit, yeah. I'm trying to think what, because I'm I'm assuming this connects somehow to the Supergirl character. Um, But I guess maybe this will be they're going to travel to maybe an alternate timeline where General Zod succeeds or maybe General Zod doesn't get killed by Superman or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to see how that ties into this whole thing because I like Michael Shannon. I think he does, he's probably one of the better things about the Man of Steel film that I enjoy but, you know, in general, I think he Acts He acts it really well. So i look forward to seeing him back on screen. Um, they actually wonder if maybe some sort of Superman cameo, whether it's Harry Cavill or someone else, is going to be in this film. I'm not sure. Because um, I think they said there's going to be multiple Batmans in the film.
0: Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think that's, I think I saw someone say that. So Michael Keaton, Robert Patterson? Potentially. I think Ben F.X. Ben FX was
1: rumoured to be in it, so I'm assuming Ben Affleck will be in it too. Okay, interesting. Um, but I, I think it's so hard to, to know what way they're going. But obviously we know that Michael Keaton is going to be in DC for at least a little bit because he's going to be in the Batgirl film. Um, so I guess they're probably just going to use this to reintroduce him to the newer, to the newer generation, maybe. Um, then I think they're going to use this to sign Ben Affleck off of Batman, uh, I think or at least to be like oh he's in his, his own universe and that's that unless we get like Snyderverse which I don't think we're going to get but if we do then maybe they'll bring that back otherwise I think this is their way of saying right better Affleck he's done then maybe they'll have Robert Pattinson to say oh we do recognise this Batman but he's not in this universe um, it's all going to be a bit mumbo jumbo but you know are, they,
0: are, are yeah. they trying to again do the multiverse in one film whereas Marvel have been doing it over a couple of films and TV series. <laughs> that's what it seems like. Almost,
1: we miss, well, we've been saying this since the day we started this bloody podcast five years ago. That like, everything that DC does seems to be so rushed. They don't seem they don't want to take their time with anything. Um, no.
0: They're like let's um, get walking Phoenix back. I don't know. That's
1: well, cool. yeah, and like we're getting we're getting a we're getting a flash film. It's, it's the thing, like, we're getting a flash film um with like uh what's it called? Like Flashpoint, which is a cool storyline, presumably Flashpoint, which is a cool, very cool storyline. But like, we don't even really know, we don't really know Flash like that either. To be honest, we've seen him no. in both versions of Justice League, um, but we don't like know him. We don't care for him yet. Um, the whole reason of him going back in time is to um, save his mum from dying, um, which you kind of get hints of in uh, Justice League. But again, you don't we don't know it yet. Like we, it's very much like they're going to introduce it and solve it and then go back to go, like go back on it all in a two hour film, which I think is probably not the way forward, not the way I would do it. But um, no, I guess, you know, we have to hope for the best, I guess. (sighs) Mm.
0: Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. I think that's, that's what happens. And then,
1: and then sorry, just quickly as well, again, I still don't know what they're going to do with the whole Ezra Miller thing is, I presume I assume he's not going to stay on his Flash because the guy's clearly got some some issues um, that I that I think looking back on it now when I'm watching uh, when I was watching Fantastic Beasts kind of seemed evident in his acting in that film as well. It kind of seemed like he was a bit checked out as well. Um,
0: right.
1: So this might be and if you're going to do it, this is a very good opportunity. And to us, maybe this is why they moved it back so they could do a few extra shoots to say. We're going to cast this other person's Flash, and we're going to bring him in at the end of the film to say, "Oh, multiverse, multiverse, blah 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 blah." This
0: person's now our Flash. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, it seems like a pretty untenable position for mm. Ezra Miller. Um, mm. But like you said last week, if he's, you know, if he needs help, then hopefully he gets it. Yeah. Because um, I feel like he's younger than us, isn't he? He's, I think we're the same age. I think I'm sure he's twenty,
1: maybe twenty nine. Well, he's twenty eight until he's twenty nine OV. Yeah, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that
0: joke cut so deep I bantered you off the course. <laughs> um, but yeah. Shout out Jackson Martinez. He might even still be twenty eight, who knows? Um Warner Brothers also confirmed The Batman Two with Matt Reeves, Robert Patterson and Zoe Kravitz. Um mm. uh, expected to return that's not really a surprise it made a shed load of money and was very very good so Do you know what it did sorry just quickly it didn't make it as much money as i, as I thought it was gonna make how much has it made
1: so it's made it has made money to be fair but it's made i think it's about 800 million 759 million
0: which is which is
1: pretty good but i don't know i just thought
0: it was gonna like hit billy yeah i thought so as well actually mm-hmm. um I think it was on track. But there, you know, it's a three hour movie. I don't True. know. That's that's pretty good money. Mm. Um it doesn't surprise me. I'm I you know when Robert Patterson was announced and I was like, eh, I'm not that bothered. Mm. I was really impressed by the film. So I'm looking forward to see where they go with with him in that role. Mm. Another three hour epic. Oh, uh, I I feel like the next one might be three hours. <laughs> well, now they've established so much, they can probably just make it a bit,
1: um, a
0: bit tighter. This is true.
1: Um, this is true. They also announced. Um, I'm also looking sorry. I'm also looking forward to the sequ- the Man sequel. I did like it. I was a fan of it. Um, then they also announced the uh like the spinoffs, Penguin and something else. Okay. Penguin. Sorry, let me get it up quick. It was Penguin. Um. It was. Sorry, this is horrible for listeners. Um,
0: so Colin Farrell got to sit through hours worth of makeup again. <laughs> yeah. He, I, I saw like the little. That was
1: it. The, um, the little uh, Instagram thing of him, like, him having. Did he have to shave his own head? To, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That's what uh, it looked like. But it could have been bald cap, to be fair. But. but. But like, it just looks so like so much effort to go through just for, for that role. Just cast someone who's a little bit bigger, you know? In it, like FIFA hell But you know. Um sorry. sorry. The so the universe in comics is expanding, so they announced Batman 2. Um, the Penguin's getting a series, the Riddler's getting a series, and there's oh. gonna be a series about Arkham as well, apparently, Max series. Um Arkham series would be cool.
0: Wonder if they'll Use the Joker in there. Riddler series on his own. Okay. Not really yeah. sure, like how much more we need of him.
1: This seems like I suppose if they put it as Riddler Year One, so presumably that's going to be like his
0: origin, maybe. Yeah. Okay, like, we ca- we kind of that. established that in the Batman, didn't we? Yeah, that we He was did. an orphan, and mm. okay, fine. I mean, Paul Dana was very good in it, so we'll see how that goes. Was
1: mm. it? Was it a comic? Maybe it's a comic. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, okay. So it was like multimedia. Yeah. Okay. Was there any other DC products that they announced or showed footage of? Black Adam or... Uh, uh Yeah, so
1: Black Adam, they put out... They showed us the trailer. Um And one of the people said they had quite a good... Uh, what's it called? Uh. Well, I suppose kind words, like what the words, kind words to say about it, they said that it's described as a dark, powerful, and billion-dollar movie. The trailer ends with Black Adam catching a rocket with his bare hands and watching it explode around him, which sounds very Fast and Furious to me, to be honest. It sounds like something yeah. the rock would do in Fast and Furious. But, yeah. Um, one of the things I liked about I don't know if you remember when they put out the, just before they delayed everything, when DC put out, like, the, um, this is what we've got coming in 2022, like, the promo video. Um, and I did like the Black Adam elements of that video. I think it looked, like, CGI-wise, it looked really cool. You know, a couple of nice shots of The Rock, and I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, James Bond, former James Bond. What's his name? Daniel Craig? Nope. Pierce uh, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, thank you. He had a couple of, um, not, I think he's playing Dr. Fate in the, uh, in the film. He had a couple of nice lines as well, which I thought were, like were well delivered. So I was really looking forward to actually seeing it. It comes like being like a big blockbuster film and then they moved it to October. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah around your birthday though. True. True. Um but yeah, I think I don't know. Uh, I think this film I think this film will make a lot of money. I do not think it's going to be groundbreaking in any way. I hope I'm wrong. But I don't think I
0: I'd like
1: another another trailer as well to be fair actually because we've only gotten like half of the trailer really.
0: I think they just need to make good films and then they can try and be groundbreaking. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Any more from Warners? So
1: there was, uh, so they said about um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom uh, which is coming out in 2023 They said it will see Aquaman be forced to team up with his brother King Orm to face uh, a stronger Black Manta and his army, and Jason Momoa promises it will be the biggest movie of 2023.
0: Hmm, what else is coming out in 2023, though? <laughs> That's it's a, a bold claim, Jason. That is a good. bold claim. Good. Um, okay, so at least Yahya Abdul Mateen the second is going to be back.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I cool. think he. His. I liked his parts in that. I. I generally liked Black Man film. I thought it was a fun time. Um... There are certain elements of this film I wonder may hinder its performance, namely Amber Heard being in it. Mm, yep. Um, so I'm a bit sceptical in that sense because I feel like a lot of people are like, like, fuck this film because Warner Brothers are keeping Amber Heard on. Don't know. Um, but it's funny that obviously like Warner Brothers do this. Warner Brothers also do Fantastic Beast and they knocked Johnny Depp off of Fantastic Beasts, but kept Amber Heard on with this. But anyway, yeah, because um, seems like a weird uh, double stand. But um, yeah, generally, I'm looking forward to the film. Um, not really sure about this about Black Manta just being the only villain in in it. Um, I hope. Kind of don't know if he's strong to be enough to be like. The main villain, but I suppose
0: we'll see. I don't really know much about Aquaman like that, so
1: yeah.
0: Alrighty. Should we move on to Marvel? Uh, or, yes. sh- sorry, sorry, Disney. Disney. <laughs> Disney, Disney,
1: Disney. Just quickly, do they have we got any Star Wars
0: stuff from any of this or not that I'm aware of? We haven't. Okay, which That's I think interesting. is interesting due to its absence. Obviously, mm. we've got Obi Wan starting in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm right? looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, starting the uh,
0: 27th of uh, May, I believe. Still annoyed it wasn't May the 4th, but... Agreed. You know. um, yeah, because they did announce, like... Was it Rogue Squadron that Patty Jenkins was supposed to be doing? Um, is that the uh, Well, is that... I mean... I don't know. I presume not. I think there's been more cancelled Star Wars films than there have actual Star Wars films. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think Taika Waititi's supposed to get a film, wasn't he? Yeah, the... Benioff and Vice were supposed to get a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Ryan Johnson was supposed to get a trilogy. Mm. That's already seven films there we've not had. So Yeah, interesting. Um, Okay, well, we'll we'll talk about the non-Marvel stuff first, I guess. Um, (laughs) So there's Avatar 2, which is subtitled The Way of Water. Mm. And um, I don't think it was James Cameron, but one of the other producers said that each of the sequels will be standalone, but also you know explore the the wider navi universe standalone in a sense that they can they can act as standalone films i guess oh right okay um fine i mean i don't have much enthusiasm for this film i don't know what it's going to be like i i I mean it's been so long that i don't really care Mm. but i mean i watch it you know the the reaction was pretty positive that it looked, you know, visually stunning, which you'd think the fact it's been in development for 12, 13 years, it it should be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, in, intrigued. I think there was some footage shown there. Uh, We're going to see some footage of it before Doctor Strange 2.
1: Yeah, I did see that as well. Um, and then I think they said they're going to bring it online like a week later, maybe. Yeah. Chris will be human. <laughs> yeah. No, that's they, they said they're gonna do this before. So Right, he's not Tribute. gonna have to wait yeah, for yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, fun. I'm a bit I'm quite similar to you with this. I wasn't a massive fan of the first Avatar film. I think it's it's fine. It's not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination. Um but it's not. Uh take away the visuals that obviously at the time were groundbreaking. It, take that away, it's not a groundbreaking film. Um I'm curious to see. Uh, what they've done with this time because it's been 14 no 13 years I think mm-hmm. um, so you have to think that they've been they've been thinking of something like how can we top how much we amazed people last time this time um, you've either got to do something visually that's going to stun us or you have to make the story really good so that we don't care that the visuals aren't you know 150% better than they were last time kind of thing um If anyone could do that It probably would be James Cameron So,
0: I kind of I think it'd be a huge risk To make it Kind of About visuals Because mm. I think James Wan Came out uh, A few months ago Saying that The reason Aquaman 2 Was taking so long Is it's like 98% Visual effects mm. And that's obviously set Mostly in Or around water mm. The The effect The visual effects If done well are pretty good uh nowadays and and maybe more widely available. So to then go better than that well mm. I, 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 yeah, maybe he's done it but you I don't know. Yeah. They're also re releasing Avatar for like the fifteenth time. Yes, okay. Um before and remastering it. Which again, is kinda of baffling, but they they just need to claw back that highest grossing film, I guess. Well, I'm thinking, like, I'm I'm really curious to
1: see how much money this film makes. Because um, I don't think that, like... To be honest, I couldn't tell you why the first one made so much money. Um, aside from the fact that, you know, it visually it was something, I guess, people hadn't really seen before. Um, I think I saw it in 3D at the time, I think. Um, but, like, it won't have that... I don't think it will have that same novelty this time round. So... But then... And I don't think the only person who I know, genuinely who I know, who loves this film is Larry. <laughs> like <laughs> no one else who um who I know who's seen it thinks it's like amazing. No one else who I know is like pining for a sequel. It's not long awaited. It's not like it's not like, you know, going waiting from return of the Jedi to Phantom Menace. It's not like that. So like I just, yeah, I don't know how much money this film's going to make. Not that I really give a shit, I just want the film to be good because I'm going to go see it, but yeah, I don't know, I just can't see this film make, doing the numbers that like the first one did.
0: No, and I wonder how committed they already are to the other three sequels. Mm. I'm sure if I heard one... they are already, already started on production on number three. I'm pretty sure they filmed them back to back, didn't they?
1: Okay, maybe that was it then. Yeah.
0: But um, Yeah, if this one doesn't do numbers then maybe four and five would not go ahead i mean this is this is probably i don't know how much the budget for this film is but the budget for the first avatar was astronomical so this yeah is probably the same if not higher so this film's probably got to at least clear a billion to to you know make money i heard that um spider-man no way home mm. made 600 million dollars of profit i read that exact same thing <whistles> mm. that is tasty um okay so we've got avatar 2 the way of water we'll see footage of that very soon i think there was the light year so i think they screened the first 30 minutes of light year i don't, I don't quite understand why studios do that why would yeah you... i don't really get it either you've already given us a couple of trailers why would you show you know, a sixth or a fifth of the film mm-hmm. to or, or maybe a third in Lightyear's case. I just don't get it. Like, you know, critics will be like, oh, the first third is really good. I get showing a couple of episodes of a series to critics to review because they're kind of, you know, whole within themselves. But yeah. unless the first 30 minutes is neatly, you know, the first act, then it just does, doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, I don't no, 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 understand. I don't, I don't
1: get it either. To be honest, I think that like uh, I get. I in the scenario, I only get. I only really get like like you said. if it was a TV show and you like showed us the first episode, that makes sense. Or if you show us a new trailer or unreleased footage, that makes sense. But yeah, to show the start of the film is a bit long. Like, so <laughs> if you're mm. there, like you're thinking, like, okay, I watched first, but if you really enjoy it. You're like, oh, allow it. So it's only 30 minutes. And then, like, if you don't enjoy it, you're like, oh, that's a wait for 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, is it, yeah, it's it's weird. They, I think they showed the first 15 minutes of uh, Doctor Strange 2 as well. So oh, right. It's like, it comes out in a week. Mm. Just let <laughs> like, people be patient. These yeah. critics get it pre-screened anyway. Um, is
1: it, I was going to say, has the premiere already happened? Or was, it, or was it the other day, I feel like? I don't
0: know. I genuinely don't know. But there's a week today that I'm seeing it. So I am buzzing. Same. Um, I was going to ask something. That never mind, it's to do with Thor, my question. Never mind. OK, Uh, we can come to that when we talk about Marvel. So Lightyear, I'm more looking forward to it when you explain to me that it's about Buzz Lightyear That inspired the toy That is in Toy Story
1: Right
0: Because I was Looking at it being like That looks nothing like Buzz Lightyear mm. Why is Chris Evans Voicing him mm. Doesn't make any sense to me And then you were like No 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 no. This is Like in that universe What the, the toy You know You explained it to me In a way that made sense And I was like yeah. Oh okay I'm now yeah. more intrigued To watch this film I think that's it And I think in this film It seems that like um,
1: um or not This is Oh god whether or not this is actually um, an actual... So I'm a bit... I don't know if this is... Some people are was he saying that it could be... This could be a real person that Buzz Lightyear is based off on. Some people are saying it's the, it could be the TV show or movie that Buzz Lightyear is based off of, whichever that is. But in terms of actual story going on, it looks like um, he has kind of like, travelled to space. And from this is just from the trainer, the tra- new trailer they released. He's travelled to space and gone through some sort of like, I don't know, wormhole or something like that, and he's come back, and it's how many years in the future, I don't know, 30-something years in the future, or maybe 40-something years in the future. Um, And that's why it's them dealing with that, I guess, which is quite funny, because obviously, you know, like um, Chris Evans being Captain America, you know, goes into the ice and comes back, and it's like eight years later, kind of thing. It's quite similar. Um, But yeah, I didn't know what the story was going to be beforehand. Obviously now getting a bit more of kind of like the... uh, what the plot might be. I'm quite interested to see you know where it goes. I think visually it looks really, really good. Um, oh, okay. I am wondering kind of like what the... I'm kind of wondering what the end point of this film will be. Like, is this going to be like a one and done, this is where Buzz Lightyear came from kind of thing? Or is it going to be like a this is going to be a series of Buzz Lightyear adventures kind of thing? Or after this do they do then Oh, who was Woody based off of? Or who was, you know, Jesse based off of? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit wondering. I'm, it's a good way to us. It's a good avenue for Pixar or Disney to take to kind of like, OK, maybe we'll, we'll call it on Toy Story for a few years. Here's another story for us. That's going
0: to make us another $800 million. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, I've not really seen much about it at all. I've seen just stills, I think. Yeah. So, if they show a trailer for Doctor Strange, I'd be interested to see what it's like. Um, I don't know that there was too much else, Disney-wise, other than Marvel. Um, Yeah, I think that was it, to be fair. So, let's go on to Marvel, then. They showed uh, a sizzle. (laughs) It's been described of um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. So, cool that we've got footage or at least some people have seen footage of Black Panther 2. Mm. Um, it was with Shuri Okoye and... He says well, I was trying to find it. I cannot remember. Um, this is great audio so far. <laughs> Nakia. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, footage included a great shot of them on... The front line of what look, looked like a major battle approaching Kevin Feige has also said he's going to a creative retreat afterwards where they have the next decade of marvel movies lined up interesting wow interesting.
1: i um I would love to be a fly on the wall in that in that retreat just to see like what they've got going on and like, what they're cooking up kind of thing honestly, yeah, the same way we think our d c to rush everything I feel like marvel they really do kind of like take their time and they do they plant seeds here and there think oh this is for you know even the thing about like the uh they they inactively mention about moon knight in captain america winter soldier like that kind of eight years ago like yeah get that like you're just getting that character now like it's it's i I really like how they how much how um detailed they are in everything kind of thing as well that's why they're so successful
0: they are also able to pivot as well, because obviously humans then became a TV show. Um, I think... I don't know how... much they planned for a multiverse. I, I don't know. It kind of... So I actually... I want to go back and... because I was, I was thinking the same thing. Uh,
1: I listened to someone do a podcast and they're rewatching watching Doctor Strange um, to, in preparation for the new one. I think I might do the same thing. Um... And apparently they give they give hints to the multiverse in that film, um, which was what twenty
0: sixteen. Mm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's been six years. I mean, we've literally had an entire Spider Man trilogy in that time. Yeah, that's mad. That's mad. So, so I, and also, you know, they they kind of pivoted because there was uncertainty about Spider Man being in the MCU anymore, mm. um, and then then it was confirmed, and yeah. So I, I don't know. I, um, They've obviously, the pandemic meant that certain films that were supposed to come out before others didn't. So I think Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to come first, right? Yeah. Um, and we're supposed to have Falcon and Winter Soldier before Division and mm. all these things. So the order has kind of been rejigged. Um, I'm also not sure how much they had pre-planned for a Black Widow movie, but, you know, they made that anyway. So, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's like a, ideally we'd do this in, For the next ten years, but you know, there's there's room for change. Obviously, they wouldn't have planned Black Panther two to be without Chadwick Boseman. So again, it's another pivot. But but when Feige's at the helm, Feige is the Fergie of, you know, Marvel. And (laughs) let's hope he doesn't appoint no David Moyes after him. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) I thought I was gonna say now. Oh yeah, with the Black Panther stuff, I am. I was really happy to hear that, like people actually like <laughs> seen stuff of this because I was, I'm quite skeptical of this film, still am really, and I kind of like um, was thinking that it might get pushed back because of like all I've been hearing about like their production and stuff. How, how many times have I had to like stop and got get going again? Um, so I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing this film, and I hope, I hope it can live up to my unreasonably high expectations of it because I love the first one so much. So I'm just wondering if I'm just hoping really that this one is at least as good. I hope probably won't
0: be, but you know. my worry is is Letitia Wright strong enough to lead a film. That's if, the if she is indeed the main focus, we we don't know. Um it could be a broader thing, you could be Mbaku, um what what's, what was Daniel Kaluuya's name? Wa... Uh, Wakabi, I think. What, okay, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, just like expanding what we see of Wakanda. Mm. So interesting about that. What was your question about Thor that you were going to ask me earlier?
1: Yeah, um, so my question was... Obviously, in the Thor trailer... I think I might have asked this last week, but I'm going to ask it again because... I'm... Um, being, I don't know if I'm being dumb But At the end of Thor We see Natalie Portman As Thor um, Which obviously We've never seen before And I, My question is Do we know Whether or not This is The Natalie Portman We've seen In the MCU so far Or is this a variant Because to me It would make so much more sense To see the variant Because Of the whole Loki of it all And Loki having TV series Discovering variants blah, blah blah blah
0: Loki's Thor's brother XYZ It would make sense for that To link together No? I think that would make sense i don't know if you did ask that question before i i don't know i i'm i was kind of just presuming it was the same jane foster but i guess it would make sense i think it depends how she becomes thor because can you just become worthy of you know holding mjolnir or can you Mm. develop it or does it is it from birth i mean captain america ended up being worthy enough um so yeah, in, I I don't really know. There's obviously the comic storyline where she gets cancer. Um, I don't know whether that's as a result of this or she heals because of becoming mighty Thor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think a variant's not a, a bad shout. Um, Tom Hiddleston was asked if he was in Thor Love and Thunder and he was like, I'm not doing a Andrew Garfield. I just genuinely don't know. Like, how do you not know? How do you not know? Yeah. What? Like you even know or you know or you or you know either way right so <laughs> unless he's films stuff and he doesn't know if it's been cut but yeah you can't trust anything actors say anymore. Right, you really can't.
1: I just <laughs> want like I'm just thinking about like the wider the wider uh, MCU I guess I know that these TV shows are you know supposed to have be like their own like vibe like what these other characters get up to, whilst well, the film's are going on, da-da-da-da. But when you've got Loki, for example, and you've got something as universe-altering as this whole variant, time-variant situation, and it hasn't yet, and I feel like it should have, it hasn't yet bleeded into any of the films, it makes me think that, like, these TV shows don't really, there's no consequences to what happens in these TV shows. And that's, like, at the minute, that's my main uh, criticism of Loki series in general, if what happened in that had lent itself, even if it's just like a little nod to Spider Man to um, whatever else, Eternals like, oh, that actually wasn't there before, what's happened? What's, what's happened? Like, you know, just something to let us know that you know the consequences of what, whatever the fuck Loki's been getting up to do actually yeah. affect either MCU. Um, I would like that, but I, it, I don't know if I can actually do
0: that. I I take your point. I think we just need to appreciate that again, like the whole release schedules of all these things have been messed up. So would we have got Eternals and Shang-Chi before Loki had even come out? Mm. Like in, in a non-COVID world? Possibly. Um, you've obviously got one division leading directly into Doctor Strange 2. Um, off the back of Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're getting a Captain America 4. Um, I'm imagining, well, Kang is in Ant-Man 3, Mm. Um, so presumably there'll be overlap there. But yeah, I I think that the whole time-varying authority and what happened at the end of Loki is interesting enough that we shouldn't have to wait too long for it to kind of uh, pay off. Mm. Although, when did Loki even come out? I can't even tell you if it was... I want to say July. July, okay. Because it it's taken over a year for one division to pay off, hasn't it, essentially? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I I do think that's Kang's interesting and, and that whole variant thing. And they've now got endless possibilities. You can bring back Robert Downey Jr. and be like, oh, hey, it's a different Iron Man. Yeah. I'm not that saying that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know, I agree. Um, and this whole Tom Cruise rumour that's been circulating for ages, uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: There's going to be so much. Um you've not been watching the Doctor Strange stuff that they keep releasing, have you?
1: No, I stopped after they released that big trailer because I've seen it. I've seen it you can see. I don't want to spoil myself anymore.
0: Okay, we won't discuss all this shit they keep bringing out. Okay. <laughs> There's so many, like, new teasers and yeah. things that they keep bringing out TV spots. It's like, just... Just... Let's watch relax. the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tranquilo, possible, you know? Um... What else was, uh, brought out? Anything else from Marvel, from comic, uh, CinemaCon? Uh, I think that's it, you know. Alright. Well, let's segue neatly into episode five of Moon Knight. So, we ended episode four with, uh, Mark and Stephen in uh potentially in a psychiatric hospital. Um we weren't sure whether it was is it real life or just fantasy. They encountered a giant hippo called Tawaret. and this fil- uh, this episode kind of picks up where we left off. Um so we've got scenes between Dr Harrow who is who's still evaluating mark or stephen uh the egyptian goddess tararet who is a hippo uh, explains that they are dead and this is their kind of purgatory um there's a there's a boat that they're on and it's it's sailing through purgatory or duat i think it's called in in egyptian um and they're basically going to either go to the field of reeds which is heaven or um whatever the, their version of hell is uh, and to be entered into the field of reeds, they have to have their hearts balanced uh, which they're not because they're, they're keeping secrets from one another so this episode is essentially a kind of form of therapy in a way for Mark and Stephen to understand how they got to where they are like who created who to to cope with the other and we get some more of their backstory. We, you get your payoff from what's happened to the mother. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of a filler episode, but I think it's, it's more than that because it gives us a lot of, I guess, empathy towards the character. Um, and I think it was really like, like heartfelt episode and, and quite emotive in some ways. So, are you taking now that, is it kind of established that Mark created Stephen to cope with his mother's abuse because he inadvertently led to his brother's death? Um, And so he was being beaten by his mother. To cope with that, he created Stephen. Um, And then it was when his mother died that Stephen and Mark kind of ended up fighting for the mind. And that's why... Steven's always ringing his mum, but never really seemingly speaking to her yeah. because she's died, but he doesn't realize it. Um, and at the end of this episode, they kind of understand one another. Um, and Steven realizes that he's actually the protector of Mark, even though through the first four and a half episodes, he's kind of not seemed Super protective, but he isn't like physically, but he's in other ways, and, and and he ends up literally saving Mark from being dragged into the sand hell, um, and ends up kind of sacrificing himself, and, and that allows Mark's heart to be full and be accepted into the field of reeds, which is where the episode ends. So mm. it's definitely my favorite so far. Yeah, I, I think bet. it's my favorite too. To be fair, what what, what were your plus points for this episode? Um, so my plus points, we
1: got um, a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we got answers to questions that I'd definitely been asking. Obviously, yeah, I directly asked the question about the mum last week because that was annoying me. <laughs> I was like, what's going on there? So they directly answered that. We know where Stephen's character, or the origin of Stephen's character. I always kind of assumed that Stephen was made up, to be honest. Um, so that wasn't a massive reveal to me. That he kind of like was like, oh, um, you made me up, and I was like, well, oh, yeah, no shit, like he's schizophrenic. Of course he made you up. Of course he made you up. But mm. um, yeah, but obviously him watching him realize that his reaction to him realizing that he's the made up one is um, was quite uh, emotional to see. Um, so I like that. I like the whole backstory with the brother and like you know, yeah, that him blaming himself for his brother's death and that all manifesting into the Steven character and the whole thing with the mum being a piece of shit and like I enjoyed all of that um, I enjoyed how it kind of like switched into the sessions with um, Dr. Harrow in inverted commas um, and him kind of like being like Mark like come on like what's more realistic that like you're in a this uh, psychiatric ward that you're a superhero that does blah 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 um, and him kind of like dipping his consciousness in and out of um, that both scenes with the Doctor and also the scene and then to the scenes with um, Tyra and uh, and Stephen as well, um, like the little transitions there, um, and I like that this episode was just kind of like, it was a kind of like a bottle episode but it was like an origin episode, like it was introspective and we got to kind of figure out where Mark's because Marcus always seemed a bit, like, hostile, to be honest. Mm. Like, um, like, not, not friendly at all. Like, really, like, pissed off all the time, basically. Um, and we kind of, we figure out where that comes from. Like, we figure out the trauma, um, the emotional trauma and physical trauma, actually. Sorry. So, that, um, led him up to this point. Um, and even with the bit where, um, they're looking into those doors to see, like, memories. And he obviously sees the one of him standing by the car with a drink in his hand. And, and, uh, uh, Stephen's like oh is this one of your memories and he's like oh well, yeah I guess like it's just one. Of, you know have you never just walked on the street before and he just ignores it and then obviously you come to find that that was like two weeks ago when his mum died and he was struggling to like with with, with, resting with himself whether or not to go in um, and then you see the moment when his dad's there like please come in and he's like no I'm not going to do it I'm not going to give it a satisfaction he like cries um, and then immediately bleeds into the Stephen character and that moment was probably probably my favourite moment in the episode to be honest, like there's just a transition from Right, I need to transform into um this character now to protect myself from what I'm feeling right now and then he straight away goes and st- starts talking to I think talking to his mum. How if you're Stephen, you would think like oh the last time I was awake I was in England and now I'm in fucking Chicago, <laughs> whatever the fuck like, how the
0: fuck. <laughs> do no, he that? he literally says, he goes, I don't know where I am, mum, I think it's Mayfair <laughs> It's like, you're not in Mayfair, mate. Um, I but, thought Oscar Isaac's performance in this episode was was fantastic. Agreed. Um, he he really shows the duality of it. So is Mark capable now of manifesting Stephen, or did Stephen push through at that moment? You know, because from when we started in episode one, it was Mark was kind of. Subdued in the mind And was trying to get back out You know Does Stephen come out to protect Or or is that just Mark going Nope I need to kind of Protect myself
1: um, I I get the feeling So actually we don't really know um, We don't know how often um, Stephen has come out In like these past few years Like from when he leaves his Uh mum and dad's house, up until the funeral, like, we don't really know how much Stephen actually actually, like, is about, obviously we know that from the first episode, we know he's somehow managed to get a job, <laughs> how, I have no idea somehow managed to get a job, <laughs> and um, and a flat, but I guess you don't have to be Stephen, you don't have to be Stephen kind of in the flat, but the job I'm thinking of specifically, we also don't know how long he's lived in that, He's had that job, to be fair, so that could have just been a very recent thing um, so I'm wondering if maybe Stephen had been dormant, like, all that time, up until, um, up until, you know, Mark's emotion got the better of him, and then he took over at that point after the funeral, and then, you know, that led to, up until the events that we see in episode one. Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest, and I, I think it's an interesting question, and I'm glad that they kind of, like, have framed it in that way, because we don't, because now we're able to have a discussion
0: about it. Yeah, I also think it's really interesting if this Jake Luckley ego comes out or like, is, is he already there or does he then develop now that Stephen's gone? Mm-hmm. Um, cause there was clearly someone else in the sarcophagus. So there's yeah. clearly someone already present. So, um, that's an yeah. intriguing question. Do you see then that? the whole Dr. Harrow thing is not the reality.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it is uh, the reality. I think that... Um, I think doesn't Hippo say that, like, uh, this is just how your your purgatory has manifested itself, kind of thing. Um, I think for different people, with different things. So I imagine that the psychiatric hospital has manifested itself as his, like... As his purgatory, because he thinks he is insane. Um, mm. I think that's the kind of like the whole. I'm a bit unclear on the uh how it's working in terms of like him dipping in and out of the meetings with Harrow and being then being with Stephen on the boat, etc., etc. I'm a bit unclear on how that kind of on how that transitions. You know, that's my that's point. my
0: question. Okay, that's why I'm like confused about um, it a little yeah. bit.
1: I think it's all in his I don't think any of it's real. Well I'm a, I know it's I know it's I think the stuff that's going on in the boat purgatory all that I think all that is real. I think the stuff with Harrow is Mark trying to I guess reconcile his mind I guess and his and his emotions and it's manifesting itself into in uh in Harrow kind of being that I guess um antagonistic character um, that, you know, sometimes obviously they, when I've seen, obviously I've never been to like a therapist or anything like that, so I don't really know how it works but when I've seen it on TV they do ask you those questions about yourself that make you actually look in deep, try to look deep inside yourself into your character and I guess that is being represented in what we see of um, in what we see of like um what's happening on the boat. So you've got Stephen, sorry, Mark, um, on the boat saying to Stephen, oh, you know, we don't need to look at this. I can just tell you about, you know, the stuff I've got in my life. We don't actually have to look at it, blah, blah, blah. And in And obviously they are going through the memories. And then at the same time, you've got him with the doctor talking about that same thing that he's doing in the boat even now I'm talking about it I'm confused myself because I'm trying to think actually maybe it
0: does make, kind of make more sense that the the Doctor stuff is the reality mm. but yeah it's interesting actually that'd be a pretty disappointing ending to the show though if, if it was Absolutely. all you know, yeah. in his mind um, yeah I don't,
1: I don't think that's the case um, no not at all but I was going to say as well I think we both said it um, I did think that we were going to get the, the reveal of the third the third personality in this episode obviously when they do the thing with um when they put the heart on the scale and they put it next to a feather, that actually reminded me very much of, like I think we learned about the like, Egyptian stuff in primary school. I was thinking, oh, they're going to put it with feather on it as well. And then they did that. Like, oh, okay. And I remember something from when I was eight years old. Well done. <laughs> anyway. um, but yeah, obviously the scales weren't balancing and it was being really weird. And I assumed that the hippo was going to go, oh, it's not complete. Like, there's something else, you know, you have to go. When she said you have to, like, basically be open with each other and let each other know what you're hiding, I thought one of those things was going to be, oh there's actually this other personality that comes yeah. out yeah. when I really go mad and his, his name, name is Jake kind of
0: or yeah because where, where. obviously there was that part of episode three I think it was where um, Mark ends up going whoa Steve you killed these people mm. seems like well, I didn't do it you did it yeah and so someone else did it um do you think we saw Jake in this episode at all there was some suggestion from people that the part where he's talking to Dr. Harrow and he's got a broken nose, mm. which I, I remember watching being like, did I just miss when he broke his nose? Yeah, um, I understand. Some people seem to think that the accent was slightly different. I couldn't tell. Um, I didn't notice at all, <laughs> to be honest, but I
1: guess that's, uh, that's our uh, maybe our lack of American, knowledge of American accents, I guess. Mm. Um, but he also
0: looked like he was going to stab himself with the... He did. Yeah. Yeah, with the pyramid. Um I mean it was a pretty dark episode, wasn't it? You know mm. you've got child like abuse child or, death child <laughs> death you've got like you know th- i mean even the last episode too he was like trying to shoot himself mm. um and then you've also got kind of like the whole sand zombie thing, mm. uh, and there's that shot of Stephen smacking the zombie's head off and then literally battering him. Into oblivion, which mm. you know, whilst it's sand, it's not quite as uh, violent as if it was a you know bl- blood and bone human. It's still the fact that they don't cut away from it, and you see him just pulverizing it. That itself is probably one of the strongest images that we've had from Marvel. Mm.
1: Yeah, mm. I um, it was definitely definitely a darker episode. I like I like the time of it to be honest. Um, I do. I am wondering now, a couple of questions I'm kind of having after watching this. is like, obviously we see Stephen, Stephen's character get uh, stuck in the sand and turned to sand. Um, and I'm wondering, if that, is that the end of Stephen? Or do we will we see him again? I don't know. Cause, and then that leads into my question of, well, there's only one episode left. <laughs> um, are we going to get Stephen back? Are we going to get Conchu? They do them. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry. I have one, 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 one uh, thing I didn't like about the episode was, to be honest, I didn't like the Hippo, the talking Hippo. It kind of me <laughs> out of it a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but she was like, they're in the boat. Uh, stuff's going mad outside the boat. She says, oh, people's souls are being judged before their time. Um, Stephen says, oh, that must be Harrow doing evil shit. Cool. So they're like, oh, you have to turn this boat around. You have to help us do, you have to help us stop us from going to judgment. And we have to get back to the real world so that we can do blah, 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 blah. So, so we can get consu or something like that. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do my best. And then the next time we see her, she's like, oh, I couldn't do anything. Sorry. <laughs> You've got to go back to <laughs> fucking judgment. There's nothing I can do. I was like, what? Like, you didn't even do anything. <laughs> that scene, that, that, scene, that felt really strange to me. And I was like, what the fuck was the point of that then? Uh, why, anyway, yeah, that I thought that was dumb. And anti it. Because I thought she was going like, to help them get to Khonshu and they were going to, I don't know, do something so that when they do go back into Stephen's body, it's not just a dead body. I thought there were going to be something with that. But then she was like, no, actually, sorry, it's, you still got to be judged by the fucking duo or whatever the hell it, whatever it is.
0: <laughs> Um, On your question about whether we see Stephen again, I think it depends whether in this purgatory Stephen, like... It's only just metaphysically appeared, or whether, like, when Mark goes back into the real world, mm. whether he's still part of his mind. Um, because mm. I don't, I didn't expect Stephen to be there to be two Oscar Isaacs, uh, like physically in the same space. No, um, so I don't know. I think I kind of miss him, but also, you know, he's not the action hero, is he?
1: No, I will tell you what, as well. Actually, I'm. I kind of. This is why I wish I wish um, there was a couple more episodes in this because, I think I was saying again, I was saying last week that I was getting a bit tired of um, Stephen Mark's um, antagonistic relationship. Like they were always like against each other. Now this episode, they seem to have bonded, and now they're like like you see the way that uh, Mark reacts when Stephen goes overboard, like like is literally like. He has well. He literally has lost a piece of himself, and mm. I like the way he, they reacted. So obviously that bond is now there. They both realize what, you know, Stephen now realizes what he his purpose was, and kind of like what Mark went through as a child and stuff like that. Um, but and I would like to see that relationship continue, uh, and then them two being you know more like partners, I guess, rather than. Um, you know, people who, they were like, basically like, fuck each other, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it doesn't seem like we're going to get that now, because, like, there's only one episode left, so.
0: And also, I think this was described as a limited series, so, yeah. there's no guarantee of a season two. Yeah. So I don't know what happens to Moon Knight after this. You'd expect that they wouldn't introduce him just for it to be a uh, six episode one and done. No. So, um, Generally, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, I think people are quite high in this series, so I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to season two.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, obviously, not as I think. I think we are probably in the minority who aren't blown away. <laughs> Excuse me, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. But me, I say me personally, I'm not blown away by the show. I think it's okay. I think it's good. I wouldn't say it's great by any stretch of the imagination. Mm, um, yeah. But I think the mass public, I've seen quite a few people shouting saying they think it's the best uh, Marvel TV show so far out of the Phase Four ones. So I think I reckon this is probably going to get a season two or at very least maybe a hint to mixing with another film that we know is coming. I don't know, some people have been saying Blade as well. Um mm. or mixing with um uh Kit Harrington's character in uh Eternals. In Eternals, yeah. Maybe
0: I think one thing like yeah, I've not been super hot on it. I like the first episode, the others have been fine. I think the good thing for Moonlight is that the fifth episode, in my opinion and your opinion as well, is the best episode. Whereas things like Loki and Division kind of peaked too early. Great. Their best episode was like number three or, you know, um and, and then it kind of tailed off a bit. So the fact that this ending, potentially ending strongly is, 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 is intriguing in itself. Um How do you think it ends? I think he'll probably end up, Mark will inhibit Konshu and maybe he wouldn't no longer have to see that weird bird skeleton yeah. um, and he will become Moon Knight again but he would essentially have died and come back to life. Did you um, see the, um? sorry, when they're young, 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 mm-hmm, um, yeah.
1: and they're on their way to the cave, I think Stephen steps on like the crushed, like skele- it was like a little miniature skeleton of like Conju.
0: Yeah. What do you think that means? I think that was just like a nice callback because okay. I think that was just like a rotting bird and it was like foreshadowing. Mm. Um. Yeah. I I presume we'll see Amit um oh yeah in some real form mm. whatever form she takes um and then I'm I'm pretty sure quite quickly how will probably be dispatched and we'll be like mm, okay that was anticlimactic but yeah you're... I hope I I hope it uh I hope it ends strongly and, and leaves us open for more stories mm. um they did mention the ancestral plane in this yes. episode, so a little nod to Black Panther there. Mm. Yeah, that was cool.
1: I think so, I was I was listening to a podcast last week and someone was saying that the Panther God, um, what's the Panther God name? Bass maybe, or I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what it's called. But they're saying that that god is actually related. In like Marvel folklore, is related to one of the gods they mentioned in in this in this show that they're like okay. either brothers or cousins or something like that. think it was pretty cool, and I thought that maybe they would mention it after they said the thing about the ancestral plane, but they didn't. And I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? Because we haven't really
0: dove into the pampa gods like that. Okay. Any more thoughts on Moon Knight? Um,
1: I right. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> excuse me. I just hope that they can stick the landing. Uh, in my opinion, none of these MCU shows have really stuck the landing just yet. I think Loki was probably the closest one to having like a sort of a good ending. One that actually no, yeah, Loki's ending was good. I'm not gonna say it was bad. It was def- it was good. The other shows, I think, um, more often than not, were a bit like Ugh. like I can accept this ending, but it it kind of fell off. Um mm. I'm thinking specifically One Division and Falcon and the Soldier of it as well, actually. Um so yeah, I'm hoping that they that they continue on this like mini really upward trajectory that they've given us for like episode five. Agreed.
0: Do you wanna give us a synopsis if you can try and condense uh what happens in the unbearable weight of massive talent? <laughs> okay, cool. This film is about uh Nicholas Cage playing
1: presumably an exaggerated version of himself um, who's uh, a little bit like very eccentric I guess uh, and also uh, down on his luck in terms of like uh, casting and stuff and I guess making money um, he um, is hired to go to the birthday party of
0: um, a what does he do for a living? Harvey, what does Harvey do for a living? Harvey, um, he's in like the, the oil business. Oil, um, that's o- olive oil. Olive oil, yeah.
1: Oli- so a guy, olive oil manufacturer, I don't know, mm. called Harvey, who also turns out to be like a huge Nick Cage fan. Um, they become friends. Um, at the same time, uh, Nick is um, what's it called? He is recruited, I guess, by the CIA to look into Harvey who they think is like an international drug dealer or terrorist or something like that who's holding hostage uh the president the president of Barcelona's daughter do- or president of Catalonia's daughter um and Nick Cage for some reason <laughs> for some reason says he'll do it and um then yeah a load of stuff happens and, and like a load of uh mixed confusion I guess um He's got, Nick Cage's got kind of like a weird relationship with his family who he, they can't, who they also join him in, uh, something in Spain, wherever they are in Spain. And yeah, they basically end up kind of like becoming best friends, Nick Cage and Ben and, uh, Harvey those. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I guess the film kind of like, they kind of like, basically they misconstrue each other's intention, um, and then, they manage to overcome the actual bad guy, which is the cousin of Harvey, who's trying to kill Nick Cage and his family.
0: Yeah, who for some reason decides Harvey needs to be the face of the cartel. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than than him. Yeah, yeah, Lucas, I think his name was. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you
1: enjoy it? I did. It was a a fun time. It was a very fun time. Um, You could just tell, like, I just watched it thinking, like, Nick Cage having the time of his life <laughs> during this film. Like he's yeah. I don't know anything about his character in real life, but he just looked like he was having so much fun, just like playing.
0: Like a, I feel like is a much exaggerated version of himself. I think there's also like elements of kind of autobiography. I mean, he didn't write this, and he actually apparently turned it down a couple of times initially. It's uh, directed and written by a guy called Tom Gormican. Um I don't know if he's done anything else, but yeah, this, this is th- there's elements of. Cage's kind of real life you know he has had financial struggles and you know divorces and things like that so I wonder you know how comfortable he was he must have been comfortable going through that in a fictionalized version but when when he was in that scene in the therapist's office and they were like oh this is your daughter I was kind of like that probably is his real daughter I was thinking she looks like him yeah, she's was- not she's actually um Kate Beckinsale's daughter okay but I yeah, I was I was like, I was like Is that his real is that his real daughter? But then Sharon Horgan turns out to be his ex wife and I was like, Well, I know that's not true. <laughs> Have you gone again? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. Did you what was the last thing you heard me say? Oh, I heard everything you said. So. Oh, okay, cool. Um yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was funny. Um I liked Nick Cage's performance. I there were some bits that I was like, I liked his interaction with Nicky, his younger version, until the point where they snogged. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? But also, kind of this de-aging thing has become so prevalent that even like a mid-range budget film can do it. Yeah. It didn't look awful. Yeah, you it was could, fun. You could tell it was, you know, visual effects, but it did also look like what he looked like 30 odd years ago. So... Mm. I also felt that it was a bit... There were so many references to Nick Cage films. Yeah. I was kind of like... Is this like an obituary film? It's, it's strange. It also felt like two completely separate films where you had the buddy bromance with Harvey, which I really enjoyed and I really liked their chemistry and I thought Same. Pedro Pascal was very good. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like the CIA bit that much. Same. Same. Um, Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz were fine but like they didn't I mean they're both funny people and they didn't really <coughs> get tons of opportunity to be funny yeah. apart from Ike Barronhoff's going Why the fuck would I watch Croods 2 which we saw in the trailer anyway so Dampen's the last he's also barely in it he's barely in it yeah he's in like maybe two scenes <laughs> and and the next time we see him he's dead, he's dead yeah. and you're like have I just missed something here so I do, mm. I do wonder if there was a longer cut um, because it does seem weird to have Tiffany Haddish and Ike Baron and very underused them. Um yeah. and also and apparently she... their characters were married, apparently.
1: Oh right. Didn't get that at all.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she died very abruptly. Yeah, it that felt very like strange and it didn't really work for me. Um no, I mean also them then making it meta as Javi and Nick come up with a screenplay where it happens. You're kind of like, mm, okay. Well, it just felt shoehorned in. I would have just liked to see it more Nick Cage going to Harvey's birthday party and then become you know, starting off as like Nick not wanting to be there and then they develop into a friendship. You know, that would have been a good film on its own. Yeah.
1: I think, I think I agree with you to be honest. Um, those two being like, becoming like friends was like the best part of the film. I really enjoyed the bit where they get high on, um, <laughs> The LSD, so they get home. Yeah. And like they do the bit with um <laughs> climbing over the wall and stuff like that. I was cracking up. Like, they're bit. looking at us and he's like Oh shit <laughs> Do that fake laugh <laughs> and He's just like laughing and he's just staring at them in the face while he's laughing. And then they slipping go to the thing and he's like I don't like, I'm not leaving without you and he just walks around the side of the wall. I thought I I thought that was a joke, to be fair.
0: Yeah, so I mean I I did give it a, you know, relatively good score on Instagram, your average critics. Um seven and a half. 'Cause I did enjoy it and it was different and you know they took risks and there were some cool throwbacks and, and nick the performances were good. I just really don't think they needed the CIA element.
1: I I agree. Um well how did you feel about like I suppose it got kind of serious? Kind of quickly, like, with the daughter getting captured and stuff like that, and Nick Cage basically turns into, like, a, an action hero. How did you feel about Like, from then until the end of the film, how did you feel about that? It
0: wasn't great. I mean, the, we see the daughter of the Catalan president, like, twice, and, mm. and, and to the point where I was like, she didn't really need to be in it. Um, that whole thing just felt very... Uh, shoot, what's the... There's another thing. Contrived that's the mm. word I think I'm thinking of, um so it was it was yeah, I like you know if it was about them wanting to do a screenplay and then they fictionalized this fine, but yeah. then it becoming quote unquote real life as well, was a bit in nah. there um oh I guess I guess it was funny that they got Demi Moore to be his wife in the film, but I didn't yeah. recognize it as Demi Moore, so it wasn't it was lost on me, um and the fact that the <laughs> the daughter in the film. The film film within the film, uh, is <laughs> very much Hollywood glam. Mm. Um, it was kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. The whole Baddington 2 thing was cute as well. That was, yeah, that was funny. So that, those like more human moments were the best parts of this film. Mm. Um, and I really, I guess, you know, in the film, Harvey says, well, you need action to ground the, you know, to ground the audience, to to hook the audience. I'm not sure that's true. I think. You know the audience for a film of that without the action, you would have got an audience. You wouldn't have made a hundred million dollars, but I don't yeah. think this film's going to do that anyway. I, you know, no. they've marketed it more nichely than the action. So but yeah, I enjoyed it and very Nick Cage. Very very much so. Um, I was going to say as well, like um,
1: I think that because I don't really watch many Nicolas Cage films, um, but I think this. I haven't. I think if you can't kick ass, I guess I've seen that. Um, and I've seen Face Off years ago, but I couldn't. Tell you, I couldn't tell you really anything that, that happens in that film apart from the obvious. Um, but this film kind of like me kind of want to go back and maybe watch some of maybe the more well-known films. So I think I suppose maybe it's done its job
0: in that regard. I guess. I mean, some of the films are are good. I mean, his older stuff don't think he's 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 massively good actor mm. uh connor's fun but it's like very macho mm. his his recent performances and you know got more critical acclaim but then they've been like lower budget films and he's you mm. know so yeah mm. i mean sorry
1: did you know um did you know nicholas cage's son is called Kalel?
0: <laughs> i did not no <laughs> that's fun did you know he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola? I did know that. I only found out the other day when I watched,
1: um, the Godfather. I said the other day, it was like a year ago, but when I watched The Godfather. Yeah, and I was googling the director. Mm. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh,
0: um, nope, it's gone. Never mind. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to mention Shmoomaguden or whatever it's called? <laughs> Shmigadu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so dude. So basically, I'm trying to, because I haven't, I have. So this is silly, actually, to be honest. So I have a, an Apple TV subscription. I'm not paying for it at the minute because it came with my with, free with my credit card. Um, so I'm watching it. I'm thinking, in my head, mind, I'm thinking, oh yeah, it's free, so I should be watching this stuff. But also, I'm just thinking of it now, like I should probably watch the stuff on the things that I'm actually paying for rather than the one that's free and let the one that's free anyway but anyway so I'm thinking okay Apple TV I've heard good things i heard that like people the shows on this are like underrated and blah 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 so let me start watching um, a few of them and I gave a few of them a go I tried watching the morning show um, the one that they advertised like right at the start when Apple TV was coming out with Jennifer Mm -hmm. Aniston and then what it's fine probably not my cup of tea as such so I let that one go I started Raven Quest, which is the one with um, Rob M- McKillaney, I think, I think where is that? It's from um, Always saying Philadelphia. Again, not my cup of tea. Um, I tried Ted Lasso. Loved it. Um, still watching that. So that's great. That's, one, that's uh, one score one for them. I've heard Severance is amazing. So I'm going to give that a go at some point this weekend, I think. Um, but I thought, let me start with the easiest way to get me to in is get me a decent 30-minute <laughs> sitcom comedy Situation, which apparently is what Shwagadine was. So I've yep. only six episodes. Let me give it a go. The premise of the show is uh, so I think Cecily Strong and uh, Keegan Michael Key. Is that man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play a couple who um, are kind of like in a rocky period in their relationship. So they go to like this retreat um, to kind of like you know sort their relationship out. Basically, they stumble into this land where um basically they've stumbled into like a real life musical so everything that's going on in the film is like an old school maybe 1950s kind of like style musical um and they're like fish out of water in that scenario whilst also trying to sort out their relationship which gets a bit fucked up so that's kind of like the the premise of the the show there's like obviously musical numbers, for, there's multiple musical numbers throughout each episode. Um,
0: Great. Yeah, yeah you, would, you would hate,
1: you would hate, you would absolutely hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> you would absolutely hate it. But I think that like, funny enough, I think um, uh, Keegan, Michael Key's character, uh, when I was watching, I was like, this would be Glenn if he was stuck in this scenario. Oh like, really? Like, okay. Yeah, he is very much called out like, oh, this is fucking long. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's like, fucking like, he's very much like, oh yeah, I hate this place, like, I hate musicals, I hate da-da-da-da. I think that's what you would be like in that scenario, so I found that quite funny, seeing that, like, the parallel.
0: Um, is the music good? Not really. Is it intentionally bad? I think so. Okay. I think it's, inten- yeah. it's
1: intentionally, like, cheesy. Right, I would say um and uh yeah so the characters excuse me sorry the characters in the musical land are like caricatures of like or like i suppose in a way kind of like parodies of like um classical um characters that would be in musicals of those of that time and i think they do a good job of kind of like putting out how like stupid these characters are and how one dimensional and flawed these characters are. For example, like, um, you've got uh, the you've got the the the, the evil woman of the town who's like this, like, um, obsessed with the Bible and everyone's a heathen and she's perfect and blah 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 sort of type of character who's obviously not perfect and obviously like, um. Like a bad character, basically. You've got this um, girl who's typical blonde, stupid. Her dad's like an old hick who's like, "You need to. If you touch my daughter, you have to marry her." Otherwise, I'm gonna shoot you with my shotgun. That, that kind of, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, that kind of dumb character, but they openly like make fun of of these characters and like how how dumb they are, kind of thing. Which I think is good. Is, good, is a good thing about it. And um, yeah, they kind of like go through the motions, like revealing. Um, certain character arcs of certain characters and like what they're going through. So, like the mayor of the town who <laughs> is called Aloysius Menlove. Surprise, surprise, he turns out to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, and like the town, like reacting to that. You've got, um, this other character. Oh, Ariana DeBose is in this film as well. Okay. Um, sorry, not film, uh, show. Um, and she plays like, a teacher who has a little brother with a lisp. Little brother turns out to be her son who she had like out of wedlock and da 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 da. She's like one of the more sensible characters in in the town, but um they're all still a bit like very uh they don't understand like the um these new these modern city folk, they don't understand it kind of thing. At the same time, um Uh, The two main characters Their relationship is deteriorating They basically break up for like Maybe three or four episodes At the same time you get like uh, You get flashbacks of Kind of like the start and the middle And like near to the end of their relationship And kind of like how they Kind of like showing how much they like each other And kind of the things that they've gone through And stuff like that And um, it all ends up kind of basically with These two characters They go off with other people In the musical because I think that might be so. They get stuck. Sorry, what's have say. The main thing is they get stuck in this musical world, and the leprechaun comes out of nowhere basically and says that, like, um, they can't come out, they can't escape the, that world until they leave with their one true love. And so they try to leave together, and they couldn't leave. And they're like, oh, do you not love me? Do I not love you? Blah, blah, blah. And then that leads to them breaking up, blah, blah, blah. And then they think, oh, maybe if I fall, if I fall in love with someone else from this town, I won't be able to leave. But in the end, they kind of like both realised that like they never, they were never in love with these town people, they're in love with each other. So they reconcile, it's a big musical number. And then they walk towards this bridge to potentially exit. Uh, but we don't find it out because it fades the black. So I was like, oh, okay, guess we're getting season two, I guess. But I didn't love the ending because I wanted to know what the fuck was actually going on because they literally go from the real world into this musical world. And I'm like, are they on like, crackle or something like <laughs> I want like I want it, like a a reasonable explanation for like what the fuck what the fuck happened yeah, it,
0: it sounds very uh, high concept like yeah. there's a lot going on is it a metaphor for something I mean what's a schmugadoon I don't know yeah okay would yeah. you recommend not for you <laughs> 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 I think mean, I don't think you'd be able to get through 10 minutes of this of this show nah yeah. I mean do you know what I started watching it was a while ago I started watching um, Sweeney Todd and in about the first five seconds someone starts singing and I was like, no, yeah. turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Not my bag. But I've heard good things about some of the stuff on Apple TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, let us know about severance if it's worth me trying to find a free trial somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, I need to be yeah, you should be able to I need to add you on
0: because I think I can. we will allowed yeah. to share passwords. I think ooh, ooh, ooh. I if think Netflix, Netflix it, if Netflix cracked down on it you fucks mate <laughs> I think uh,
1: <laughs> I think I can add you on like my family subscription but anyway that's a yes, partly
0: it. part of the Obi family Woo. <laughs> you've always wanted a brother right this is true don't need more sisters <laughs> um, my white brother <laughs> the whole training day scenario is going to come true <laughs> I'll be Ethan Hawke <laughs> Um, although I won't, I won't say the things he says. Um, <laughs> oh, say can, I, can I can
1: ask you a question? Sorry. Yeah. But, sure. But while we're talking in it, because um, I saw a video on the interweb um, which was about uh, saying is Denzel Washington an overrated actor? And their reasoning for saying he was overrated. I don't agree with it, but their reasoning for it was because they feel like in majority of his films he kind of plays the same type of character, but just in different scenarios. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. Um, and also, sorry, to add on to that, if you do, if you are like typecast, but you're really good at that one role, can you still be like, cast as a great actor?
0: Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think of his roles now. I mean, obviously you've got, no, he does play different roles because agree, you,
1: yeah. you know,
0: taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, he's kind of like a bit more like just office guy. Mm. Um, then on training day, he, you know, then you've got the equalizer, mm. um, man on fire, mm. um, fences. Mm. So no, I, I, I would disagree with that. Um, maybe he doesn't do accents loads, but that doesn't mean he's playing the same character. I mean, you know, Ryan Reynolds plays the same character yeah. all the time, <laughs> uh, but his, you know, people still say he's a good actor. Mm. So I would say Denzel Washington is a is a good actor, one of the greats. There's mm. that. But listeners can get in touch. We are on Twitter at YC Podcast Seventeen or on Instagram at Two Critics. So please let us know if you think Denzel Washington is an overrated actor.
1: Um, yeah. This person also said that, to which I don't technically disagree with. They said that they thought that um, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was like the greatest actor of all time, basically. Which, to be fair, is probably up there.
0: I mean, he's he's so versatile; it's ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, you know, someone. People say, you know, Robert De Niro is a good actor, but he he did play very similar roles. Mm. Um Whereas Leo is is so versatile. He, mm. you know, Catch Me If You Can, um of Wall Street, Reverend. Mm. You know, he, I mean, there, there's so many good films he's in. Shutter Island, Inception. So yeah. Django. I mean, yeah, Django. He's yeah, he can do it all. Yeah. Um, but wait, so, sorry, just
1: quickly, This guy's top three was it was Leo, Christian Bale, and Daniel Day Lewis. top three.
0: Christian Bale, um he's good, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, I've not seen enough of his stuff. So I think people rave about him and yeah. he's won fucking loads of Oscars. But I think he takes his shit so seriously <laughs> mm. that uh yeah. Um I mean I've seen him in Phantom Thread, which I didn't really like the film, and I've seen him in No not No Country for Old Men. There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Um, which is he's good in. Um but yeah, I mean he's so met. um method, it's ridiculous so yeah, I mean it probably, maybe it's worth us thinking about discussing on another pod who our top three five actors would be yeah. Um, because I can't think off the top of my head of any other actors so <laughs> <laughs> definitely need to do some digging um, is there anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up for today Uh n- not something.
1: No, there's something I wanted to discuss, but i right. gonna be
0: All there, right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so next week, um, we've got the final episode of Moonlight. We've got Doctor Strange two. We're gonna be hungover. We're gonna do a pot. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, somewhere down in Bournemouth, maybe I don't know if we get to. Oh, that. please! Can we do? Can we do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
0: uh, maybe you can hear Chris snoring on live audio. Um, but anyway, yeah, please do get involved. Uh, ask us questions. Leave us a review. Uh, just interact with us. I've already given you the socials and uh, tune in next time. Keep it sexy.